Hello, welcome to another episode of our Over the Limit podcast. I think it's episode 20. Uh, well we've got a guest back here in the been a long time, eh? studio. Uh, I'll shortly introduce him. Uh, unfortunately, he's French, but we'll do with it. <laughs> His name, Mathieu Jaminet, 23-year-old, 29 years old from France. Porsche factory driver, currently racing in a 963 LMDH in IMSA. Has a total of 52 wins, like you guys just talked about for half an hour. <laughs> uh, French Carrera Cup champion, ADEC GT Masters champion, IMSA GTD champion, winner of the 24 hours by Daytona, by luck. Uh, <laughs> loves to wake we, we up can, early in the morning. Uh, loves Nutella. Never has a jet lag and often has the privilege to share the car with me. That's right. You Welcome made a right you. mistake. Yeah. You should use road care. Uh, okay. Okay, never Thank mind. You. <laughs> Thank you for having me, gentlemen. Yes. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming by. You actually, the, I mean, it's been a long time since somebody sat in that chair. Yeah, there's not many people left anymore yeah. that okay. left. Yeah, because they, they all do it on the online, I mean, on the video stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. How long was the drive? Yeah, two hours yeah? from Luxembourg. Yeah, it's not so bad. That's why I came. Said okay, I want to discover this thing, this okay. podcast. So I don't know much about it. So you don't need, just need to answer. You just the need to <laughs> say what you think. Yeah, I can do that. <laughs> just need to be closer to the mic. Because <laughs> that's fine for you. Yes, very good. Thank you. <laughs> All right, let's start. So, like always, uh, with our guests, we we'll go through your career a little bit, and then uh, we'll come to a bit more funny stuff. I asked a lot of people, a lot of stories about you so we'll, we'll keep that at the end and uh yeah. <laughs> see, he's getting nervous um so Mathieu, how did your uh how did your career start did you grow up watching racing from your father or parents or yeah um actually yeah nobody really from my family is into into racing or really follows uh, motorsport obviously my dad was watching f1 back then he was on on tv every sunday so um i just started watching with him um and then i would just really got into it by myself just watching everything that had wheels pretty much uh, i was watching a lot of motocross when i was younger uh moto gp uh, endurance racing because 24 hours of le mans was also on tv um so yeah i just i just got interested into into that um and just realized also i like speed so uh yeah this is when then i started to push my parents to try to go and drive something race something and uh, actually i really started to like more bikes than than carding and cars oh, yeah? at, at the very beginning yeah i didn't know yeah, I was really into the motocross thing. Should have yeah. been something for Lawrence and no? Why? Bikes. Ah, you mean like motorbikes? Yeah, motorbikes. motorbikes. Ah, it's yeah, not yeah. cycling. No, 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 it's not cycling. <laughs> not cycling. I mean, I like to watch Tour de France, but just watch it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, have, I don't have any talent on two wheels somehow. No, me neither. I mean, cycling straight is another thing, but... But yeah, that, I didn't know that, that you started on, let's say, two wheels, but not for long then. Yeah, no, because my mom was just like, yeah, there's no way my kid is going to be broken <laughs> with broken bones, you know, at 14s and yeah. like with metals everywhere and operations and all this kind of stuff. So it was like, there is no way. And uh, 
yeah, my mom said, yeah, if you want to do something, then it's it's carding. It looks to be safer. And there was a small uh, rental go-kart place. Uh, I was passing by on the highway um, all the time, and I always wanted to stop and try. And just one day, they just stopped and said, okay, we can, you can have a go. And I was like nine years old or something. And the guy from the rental go-kart then took me to a normal like cutting cutting track and this is where it all started i was 10 10 and a half and uh, then did some cutting for for three four years four years yeah until you I also did to. some karting in belgium no yeah i raced up, right? i raced some races in the belgium championship yeah what in year was that 2008 i would think i did some races okay yeah, it was not. 2000, maybe seven, I did one race. And then 2008, with Picarello, I was racing. Yeah. He was one year older, yeah, with uh, with Alessio. But it wasn't Rotex you did, no, you did like uh, uh, KF. KF, yeah. yeah. I did Minim Cadet in, in France, uh, the French Championship. And then if you wanted to go European, you had to do, yeah, KF, KF3 was back then. So I did two years KF3. And then I did my first single seater test. I was 14, 14 and a half. Which something. team you race with? In karting, with uh, Ekmans, actually. Ah, the, my right, my okay. second year, I drove with uh, with Bim. Oh, really? This ah. is how I always got you in touch. And, uh, yeah. I'm always in touch still now with yeah? them. And yeah, okay. had a really good time with them. I used to know them recently, but I yeah. haven't heard since a long time. Well, when, I, when I see them, I always have a chat, but yeah, don't mm. have so much contact. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's good when they have a nice shop to, mm. buy, to buy some stuff. Yeah. How do you look back at your karting career? Are you, was it something you enjoyed? Does it bring you a lot of value nowadays? Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's, you need to start somewhere. Yeah. Um, and I started there, uh, like pretty much 98% of, of all of us. Um, I think I could have done more or achieved more. I won some stuff in, in, in French championship, but already back then it was quite expensive and we never really had the money to go in the best teams when you go European or so world championship. So, mm. um, yeah, it, it felt like it with, with my years, my generation, this is where the people really started to really put a lot of money into yeah. carding and it got really expensive with guys like the Vries or Sainz, Kvyat. This were all my generation and okay. started really to, to do a lot, not go to school much and, and drive a lot. And, um, and then you're always a little bit on the back foot. So yeah. I feel like could have achieved more and maybe it helps you to get a deal. You can see now manufacturers and teams already take some kids out of carding. So, but mm. yeah, if you don't have the budget behind at the end of the day, you cannot do much more. So do you agree that if, if you pursue like a formula one dream, yes, it's important to become world champion and carding and what's one, but if you do what we do, it's less relevant. It's more of a learning school, or I think it's more of a learning school. Yeah, if you if I believe now you you think okay, I want to bring my kid to F one and I want him to be the new Max Verstappen, Lewis Hamilton, mm. uh, Lando Norris. Um, I mean, for sure, prepare to have fifteen million in front of you, <laughs> and yeah. Um, yeah, and you need more. to make him drive pretty much every day and in the best teams because that's the only way to get there. I think and also, nowadays. you need to. I think. To get into to taken by those by those teams, you need to get recognized, and I don't think you can do that without being at the best place and doing the right championships where they look at. If you go to the Belgian championship doing Holtax, I mean, I don't think they look at no. this. So exactly, I saw, yeah. We, I mean, we lived. I mean, we saw it live from close the, the story of Max and and Jos yeah. how they started. But I I haven't told you yet. I saw a, a documentary on YouTube. 
from Zigo Sports. I watched it as well. Yeah, yeah. It's for for anybody watching or listening. It's 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 super. And I mean, he was born yeah, to yeah. do that. He, from four years old, that was the only thing. Hello, welcome to another episode of our Over the Limit podcast. I think it's episode 20. Uh, well we've got a guest back here in the it's been a long time, studio. Eh? Uh, I'll shortly introduce him. Uh, unfortunately, he's French, but we'll do with it. <laughs> His name, Mathieu Jaminet, 29 years old from France, Porsche factory driver, currently racing in a 963 LMDH in IMSA. As a total of 52 wins, like you guys just talked about for half an hour. Uh, French Carrera Cup champion, ADEC GT Masters champion, IMSA GTD champion, winner of the 24 hours by Daytona, by luck. Uh, <laughs> loves to wake can, up early in the morning. Uh, loves Nutella. Never has a jet lag and often has the privilege to share the car with me. That's right. You Welcome made a right you. mistake. Yeah. You, should, you wrote care. Uh, Okay. Okay, never Thank mind. You. <laughs> Thank you for having me, gentlemen. Yes. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming by. You actually, the I mean, it's been a long time since somebody sat in that chair. Yeah, there's not many people left anymore yeah. that okay. left. Yeah, because they, they all do it on the online, I mean, on the video stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. How long was the drive? Yeah, two hours yeah? from Luxembourg. Yeah, it's not so bad. That's why I came. I said, okay, I want to discover this thing, this okay. podcast. <laughs> so I don't know much about it, so... You don't need, just need to answer. You just need to <laughs> say what you think. Yeah, I can do that. <laughs> just need to be closer to the mic. Because <laughs> that's fine for you. Yes, very good. Thank you. <laughs> All right, let's start. So, like always, uh, with our guests, we we'll go through your career a little bit, and then uh, we'll come to a bit more funny stuff. I asked a lot of people a lot of stories about you, so we'll, we'll keep that at the end and. Uh, He's yeah. <laughs> getting nervous. No, it's fine. So, Mathieu, how did your uh, how did your career start? Did you grow up watching racing from your father or parents or? Yeah, um, actually, yeah. Nobody really from my family is into into racing or really follows uh, motorsport. Obviously, my dad was watching F one. Back then, it was on, on TV every Sunday, so um, I just started watching with him. Um, and then I would just really got into it by myself, just watching everything that had wheels, pretty much. Uh, I was watching a lot of motocross when I was younger, uh, MotoGP, uh, endurance racing, because 24 Hours of Le Mans was also on TV. Um, so yeah, I just, I just got interested into, into that, um, and just realized also I like speed. So, uh, yeah, this is when then I started to push my parents to try to go and drive something, race something. And, uh, actually I really started to like more bikes than, than carding and cars oh, yeah? at, at the very beginning. Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah, I was really into the motocross thing. Should have yeah. been something for Lawrence and no? Why? Bikes. Ah, you mean like motorbikes? Yeah, motorbikes. motorbikes. Ah, it's yeah, not yeah. cycling. No, 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 it's not cycling. <laughs> not cycling. I mean, I like to watch Tour de France, uh, but well. just watch it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, have, I don't have any talent on two wheels somehow. No, me neither. I mean, cycling straight is another thing, but... 
But yeah, that, I didn't know that, that you started on, let's say, two wheels, but not for long then. Yeah, no, because my mom was just like, yeah, there's no way my kid is going to be broken <laughs> with broken bones, you know, at 14s and yeah. like with metals everywhere and operations and all this kind of stuff. So it was like, there is no way. And uh, yeah, my mom said, yeah, if you want to do something, then it's it's cutting. It looks to be safer. And there was a small uh, rental go-kart place. Uh, I was passing by on the highway um all the time and i always wanted to stop and try and just one day they just stopped and say okay we can you can have a go and i was like nine years old or something and the guy from the rental go-kart then took me to a normal like cutting cutting track and this is where it all started i was 10 10 and a half and uh, then did some cutting for for three four years four years yeah until you I also did to. some cutting in belgium no yeah i raced right. i raced some races in the belgium championship yeah what in year was that? 2008, I, w I would think. I did some races. Okay. Yeah, it was not. 2000, maybe seven, I did one race. Yes. And then 2008, with Picarello, I was racing. Yeah. He was one year older, yeah, with, uh, with Alessio. But it wasn't Rotex you did, no, you did like uh, uh, KF. KF, yeah. Yeah, I did Minim Cadet in, in France, uh, the French Championship. And then if you wanted to go European, you had to do, yeah. KF, KF3 was back then. So I did two years KF3. And then I did my first single seater test. I was 14, 14 and a half. Which something. team you race with? In karting? With uh, Ekmans, actually. Ah, the, my my okay. second year I drove with uh, with Wim. Oh, really? This ah. is how I always got you in touch. And, one uh, yeah. I'm always in touch still now with yeah? them. And yeah, I had okay. really good time with them. I used to know them reasonably, but I yeah. haven't heard since a long time. Well, when I, when I see them, I always have a chat, but yeah. Don't have so much contact, yeah. but they have. I mean, it's good when they have a nice shop to mm. buy to buy some stuff. Yeah. How do you look back at your karting career? Are you was it something you enjoyed? Does it bring you a lot of value nowadays? Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's you need to start somewhere. Yeah. Um, and I started there, uh, like pretty much ninety eight percent of of all of us. Um, I think I could have done more or achieved more. I won some stuff in, in, in French championship, but already back then it was quite expensive and we never really had the money to go in the best teams when you go European or so world championship. So, mm. um, yeah, it, it felt like it with, with my years, my generation, this is where the people really started to really put a lot of money into yeah. carding and it got really expensive. With guy like the Vries or Science Kvyat, this were all my generation, and okay. started really to to do a lot, not go to school much, and, and drive a lot, and um, and then you're always a little bit on the back foot. So yeah. feel like could have achieved more, and maybe it helps you to get a deal. You can see now manufacturers and teams already take some kids out of carding. So, but mm. yeah, if you don't have the budget behind, at the end of the day, you cannot do much more. So, do you agree that if if you pursue like a Formula One dream, yes, it's important to become world champion and karting and what's so on. But if you do what we do, it's less relevant. It's more of a learning school, or I think it's more of a learning school. Yeah, if you if I believe now you you think okay, I want to bring my kid to F one and I want him to be the new Max Verstappen, Lewis Hamilton, mm. uh, Lando Norris. Um, I mean, for sure, prepare to have fifteen million in front of you. <laughs> And, um, yeah, and you need more. to make him drive pretty much every day and in the best teams because that's the only way to get there. I think and also you need to, I think, 
to get into to taken by those by those teams, you need to get recognized. And I don't think you can do that without being at the best place and doing the right championships where they look at. If you go to the Belgian championship doing Holtax, I mean, I don't think they look at no. this. So exactly, I saw, yeah. We, I mean, we lived. I mean, we saw it live from close the story of Max and and Jos yeah. how they started. But I I haven't told you yet. I saw a, a documentary on YouTube. From Zigo Sports, I watched it as well. Yeah, yeah. It's for for anybody watching or listening. It's 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 super. And I mean, he was born yeah, to yeah. do that. He, from four years old, that was the only thing they did: drive carts. Yeah. And and Jos drove together with him, and he was in the team. And it's actually really good uh, documentary. I loved. I liked watching it. But all his life was about that. Yeah. I don't think he went a lot to school. I mean, no, no I offense, but no, but at the end, he doesn't. Need he doesn't it. need it, <laughs> and I don't think. I mean, I have my view on school in general, but also if you look at this documentary, the way Jos could teach Max how to do everything, I mean, yeah. it's it's hats off. I mean, I don't yeah. think without that, it would have been... It's like all in and that's the way... He also for sure yeah. is, is able to do it, but I think it, it it's so important to bring at such a young age, such uh, a level of not experience, but... Uh, knowing what to do in which circumstances, I think this helps you so much throughout your career, which I think, yeah, they did perfectly. But it's a bit like the same for you. You are there now where you are because everything you learned from me. Exactly. <laughs> and I was watching it in a book and... <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, you but yeah. <laughs> I can see the, the relationship. <laughs> I can see the fight, you know, in the eyes of both of you. <laughs> no, but I do think that uh, even though as well for... Depends. If you, for, for what we do now today... You don't need to be world champion in go-karts and you don't yeah. need to get recognized. It for sure helps, but I don't think that the the brands that, uh, let's say, race in our categories like Porsche, BMW, Audi, they don't take people out of karts. No. They don't, no. it's just, and those are more private teams in Formula One that take uh, people out. Uh, kids out, sorry. Um, instead than, than big brands. I mean, they're probably quite close. I don't think they have to look too much at, uh, at, at the money, but yeah. Well, if tomorrow Emily comes to me and says, dad, I want to do what you do. I would say, well, continue to go to school. And when you're 15, 16, uh, we'll go drive, uh, whatever it is, then the Clio cup or a polo cup. Yeah. And you, you start racing that a bit for fun. And then you do a GT4, a GT3, and then you show exactly. what you have. And if you're good, yeah, you'll arrive at that point, and I think you saved a bit of money and arrived at the same point. But well, also probably in ten years, everything's uh, different. With Ringe, that nowadays the girls in 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 motorsport yeah, yeah. they have a. I mean, it goes massively how how much of a backing they get. Yeah, if you now attraction have a, and backing. Yeah, yeah. If let's say Emily would be uh, amazing, yeah, then yeah. Maybe she would never know. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, you have to start now then, but yeah. If, as as a father, you don't want to force. Yeah, she no. wasn't into cars a lot, and now she's completely into horses. So you cannot say, "Hey, you have to go go karting." No, yeah, she has to do what she likes. She needs to do yeah, exactly what she's passionate about. I also saw that you raced for um, Kaufman, yeah. Joseph. Yeah. Um, was it as good as I did, or <laughs> also I, in Formula I, Renault, I, right? I, I don't know what you did, but yeah, well, I, I, I actually raced uh, uh, 20, 2011. Same year as Robin. Oh, yeah? ah, when you won okay. the championship. Yeah. You were teammates was, with Robin. Yeah, I was the oh, teammate okay. with Robin, yeah. I, uh, I mean, I knew him also from karting yeah. before. And then uh, it was my second year after Formula 4. Um, 
Yeah, not good memories, to be honest. <laughs> no? I know. Not good fun with, uh, with Joseph and, and the team. For Did sure he also not. went in the limiter a few but times for, to you? Or? For the team or for the results? Yeah, I mean, in the end, the team made the results pretty much. So, yeah. uh, I mean, obviously, I, I, I was not... I there was, was one not, number um, one. Yeah, that's clear. <laughs> we knew who it was. Um, I didn't have budget also to do two championships or do a lot of testing, but let's say... Still started the year pretty well. First race, I was before something. Uh, not bad. But then, yeah, things started to go wrong. And um, different mentality was also my first time really working with um, uh, other than French, let's say, people. Uh, yeah. I worked a little bit in carding with, with Eggmans, but it was pretty easy. Uh, and different culture also with, with Germans and the way they were doing things and so on. So obviously not, not a good memory and uh, the end of my single-seater career after that year anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, I always heard good things from people from who drove there. But Yeah, I mean, if you I were mean, the car that they want, I mean, if you were yeah, the sure. Robin or let's say Deletras or Norris Stoffel or, or Stoffel, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, you had, you had the full attention. Because the yes. thing was that they... It was a family team. It is a family team. Well, mm. They stopped now. So it was a family team. And um, they, Lars was doing the data and going through with the drivers. And Josef was talking to the mechanics. Well, what do you think? And yeah. doing the setup stuff after they then spoke about what the data looks. But they only had one data guy and, and only Jos uh, Lars was doing this. So if you yeah. had two, three drivers, it was yeah. one at a time. And then, you yeah. know, you always... I don't know how it goes, but you always take that one and then you go a bit through more with him and... and just was not the perfect, I think, setup to do it. Yeah, exactly. I think especially as a rookie, when you come with not yeah, much experience and same. not much driving, it's like it was not uh, it was not a good environment. And also, for really Renault and was difficult. It's a difficult car. It was a difficult car for me to to understand properly. I mean, back then. Yeah, I don't know which one you drove. Yeah, but it was it was definitely not easy. And the championship, yeah, the level of the championship was yeah. was again was was pretty pretty good. Uh, that you a lot of lot of guys was Toffel and Robin and yeah. Kvyat, Sainz, Stevens. Yeah. I mean, there was quite. Yeah, it was guys. still the Euro Cup, right? It was Euro Cup, yeah. When you come I up, never drove from Yeah, no, it was, it's it's fun. It was a. They always had good cars. The cars were yeah. always yeah. fast, and I don't know how, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that was not a great season for you. And I, if I, I mean, we obviously know each other, but I scrolled a bit through your CV. Um, and it looked like from 2012 to 14, it was a bit from paper, like you were searching what to do and searching the opportunities yeah. and searching to get yeah. like a breakthrough. How did you, cause we often, we have some like younger guys listening and commenting as well. And it's good for them to hear sometimes with, with Ranger, the, the story when things don't go that yeah. well or how you wish, how you, how you live through that. Yeah. Yeah, obviously, uh, end of 11, um, so no good results. Um, not confident also, I would say. As a, as a kid, I was 16. At the end of that year, I was actually not sure I could drive a car anymore uh, yeah. because you're like, you think you're just an idiot pretty much every weekend. Um, and yeah, and, and no money. So you're like, okay, this is not looking great <laughs> to, <laughs> to become professional uh, racing driver. Um and, and then I pretty much had nothing for, for 2012 and uh, came up the opportunity uh, with Peugeot um, from a contact I had that they, 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 they may offered me a test in the new series they were launching in France. 
And uh, coming from Formula Renault, I was doing a small uh, front-wheel drive uh, car, the Peugeot RCZ French MG. I was like, not too, not too sure, <laughs> not too sure where, where we are going here. But uh, that was pretty much the only option with the money with the money we had. Uh, got a really good deal, and uh, there was really good price money as well. So uh, I said, okay, is it better to stay home and continue go to school and and don't drive or? try something else and change completely your career, try to go in, uh, in touring cars. And then already I was thinking ahead of GT and yeah. like sports car and, and everything. So uh, it was like, okay, this could be maybe the first, the first step in. Um, so and we, we did it and I won the championship. Um, so I got good, good support from, I got a deal from Peugeot as a works driver for one year okay. from 13 and they paid the GT season the year after yeah. this was in the in the contract okay. um, with Saint-Eloc back then in the Audi R8 uh-huh. 13 yeah. um, this was French GT right yeah French yeah. GT exactly uh, which which I did but uh, the problem is at the end of 13 I kind of ended up in the same situation where I uh, didn't have any any budget and um yeah, no really, no really support. So uh, pretty much, yeah, stopped at the end of 13, at the end of the last race. 14 did nothing, stayed home. And I think that's one of the worst oh, yeah, feeling you can have. Yeah, didn't really drive or race okay. anything. Didn't do a single lap for, for one, one and a half year. And I knew uh, during 14, I was at university. Um, and I knew, okay, I need to find a little bit of budget and give it one last shot in 15 at something. And... If this doesn't work, I just just finish my study and yeah. find a normal job. And because my parents were always like to school on the side of racing, and you always combine. Yeah, like you always, I always combine it. and never miss a year or miss never miss a class. So it's impressive um, <laughs> for me at least. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I did, and at the end, beginning of fifteen, still not much going on and um, I had some contacts from a girl at Porsche France and uh, she told me okay there is a small team which is looking for some drivers uh, we are one month uh, one and a half month before the first race got in touch um, didn't have the budget for the season and then they got me in, in touch with a Porsche dealer which started to support me so Noto which yeah. is still my sponsor now and support okay. me un- until now uh, biggest dealer and, and of Porsche in, in France and uh, they backed me up a little bit and I find a small deal with a, with a team and I basically did one test day one week before the first race and then I did the French Carrera Cup in 15 and this is where actually all started again yeah, but that's where you started to break through yeah exactly but what, from yeah really end of 11 to beginning 15 it was oh, let's say 12 was still a good year with Peugeot and mm-hmm. 13 but it was really up and down and always money reasons uh yeah never really couldn't afford pretty much anything yeah uh, so and was that a conscious decision to to get up at porsche to become a factory driver later or was that pretty much just because you had the opportunity and there was not much uh, else on the table? no it, it was clear from the start actually it was the goal from the start because when i won in 12 with peugeot instead of receiving budget and support to do gt my i asked them already back then can i go career cup Right. Then you pay me, then give me the price money and everything to go in Caracas because I want to become Porsche Junior and I want to become works driver at Porsche. So that's the way I want to go. And that's the, at the time I felt like the best chance or it was pretty much the only brand which were giving you a chance if you were actually really good with the shootout. Like there is no bullshit politics or money involved. You just show up, you have the same car 
mm. show what you can do. So, and I always knew, oh, I always trusted myself and, and deep inside somehow that I was quite good, but I never had the material to actually show it. So I was like, okay, I want to go in this kind of selection because that day I can show whoever, whoever is against me, I can prove I believe I'm good enough. Yeah. If this is not working, then I would stop and it's fine. But at least I have a shot at something. Yeah. So this is how I came up with Caraca because I always try to go there as well. You were considering, I think, yeah. after Formula Renault, because I, I remember we, we spoke about it all together, Dad, you and me, but that was also one of the options for you, you know, to try and get into that uh, junior program. No? Yeah, I, uh, it was this or Going to Clio WRT. Cup. I think also Clio Cup we spoke about. Like yeah? we spoke about Correct Cup, Clear Cup, TCR, TCR, like was a world championship still yeah. back then. And then, yeah, GT. Yeah, at the end. But I think Carrera Cup is a very good, I mean, a lot of good drivers came out of this yeah. uh, champion, I mean, out of this series. So I think I'm only one of the few who, who didn't know, who, did who, did who didn't who didn't come through it. Yeah. Me and Jimmy, I think. Jimmy. And now, okay, yeah, Felipe and then Dane, Dane. Dane. But yeah, most of them. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah, I remember I'm, you because uh, I'm obviously, even though we probably spent the same amount of time at Porsche, I was I'm a couple of years older, so I think I was already a factory driver when you yeah. came as a junior. Yeah. And I remember always at fitness camp, it's always for the older, even though I, I'm not that much older, but yeah, the guys who are, are there and then the juniors come in, it's always, a, it's very strange because... Yeah, when a young guy comes in, he, he first has, it's like with everything in life, has to kind of prove himself, not saying that was the case, but against uh, the people who are there, but, you know, showing the respect and earning the respect. Yeah, yeah. And I remember very well that you and Matt were very good at that because you guys were, were quiet and, and although you both sucked at sports. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but again, we were not trying to show up. We are better at okay, sports, okay. you know, I was like... You know, I still have, I need, I need margin, you know, to yeah. get better and get to the work driver status. Okay. So I was like, okay, let's show up. Still waiting. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I remember that. And it was, you were received very well. I'm not talking about myself, but very well in, in, in the group of, of drivers yeah. and not as some others who came in with big mouth and, and the show and then, and then actually have a tough time. So we, had, I, I don't remember, I think it was with Earl and, and Kevin. We've always said from Yamatu and Matt, they, one point they're gonna join us in the big races like RSR back then it was in Le Mans mm. and so on. And at the end, you did, huh? Pretty much you did. Luckily, we did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think nineteen. You, you. Yeah. How was it to share the car with uh, Laurent and Earl? And we were to drive an IMSA, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, was it nineteen? Yeah. Uh, and first race was eighteen, actually. Eighteen petit. Ah, oh, yeah. True. Petit, uh, eighteen. So this was my yeah second year GT. And uh, this is the year I won ADAC, GT Masters, yeah. 18. So, yeah, I started to put myself a little bit more on the map. And yeah. uh, let's say I knew also that race would be would be important step at that point in my career. Because I also believe, yeah, you don't have many, many shots no. to the big races, joining a good car and stuff like this. So, um, also there, I think I joined... Quite new. I, I never drove the car before because I was driving only GT3 and didn't know the track. Never really raced. I raced a bit in IMSA, but not so not so much. So um, yeah, really look at them at uh, as uh, as uh, as teachers. You know, at the end of the day, 
Oh, did, so he, right, did, he, did he, did yeah. he teach you? Did he say something? Yeah. No, no. Even me, I don't like, yeah, we spoke, we called, I mean, we called, <laughs> we spoke a lot about uh, when I just started in GTs, but it was not like you were coming next to me with a book and say, you know, do it better, do this and that. Yeah, but that's Which I, I, your, I mean, it's your I share, When you ask thing. me a question, I always reply yeah, honestly. this is true. But I'm obviously not... I mean, He's not going to say the secrets of the... Yeah. Of the <laughs> no, yeah, I mean... I mean, everybody keeps like one or two percent for himself. Well, if your own brother, I would give him everything. <laughs> 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 no. just, he was just scared that if he would tell me everything, it would get... Yeah, you would get just quicker than him all yeah. the time. Yeah. But at the end, you can still keep the two percent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no but yeah i mean they they opened me they are they yeah they, they were really open with me uh earl more than you i would say yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> they teach me more but they no i mean both both of them and um, i don't i frankly don't remember and um i mean it was all right i mean for me i uh, i arrived i was easy i guess i didn't want to show that i'm better than no, you guys I, that Problem is, most of the guys try to do when they yeah. are young and they show up exactly. for a race they want to destroy the the main drivers and uh, I think, yeah, doesn't always work. So I arrived pretty relaxed and uh, I always, always remember Earl just told me, you know, if you just have a second slower, but you don't destroy the car and you do your job and we tell you to save fuel and you do, you're going to come back here. So, And then in the end, he destroyed the car while we were leading. Exactly. That's very close <laughs> to win the race and he destroyed the car. But that, that's his job to destroy the car. It's not my job as a third driver. Uh, no, no, uh, I remember you did. I mean, we continued after that until yeah, the program exactly. ended. And so. in the end, it, wor it worked out. And then um, then I did the, the US with you. Uh, obviously, we were not very successful, but... Uh, <laughs> <obviously>. <laughs> well, nice. Because you won the championship, but not when I won. Ah, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah like, in, in the Honduras races, yeah. we always had, like, fuck-ups, basically. The second in Daytona, I think, no? Yeah, we did two times podium in Daytona. Yeah. Um, one year in the, in the wet, when I saw you white. Fucking hell, yeah. It was more white than this. Uh, oh, was it twenty? Coca Cola on the hat. <laughs> he came out of the car. He was shaking. That was. Was one it the of year twenty seventeen? No, no, it was 19. When it was raining. But it was the year where we, when we had. You remember when we went to Sebring afterwards, uh, where yeah. we got lapped? Yeah, yeah. We had some kind of. I mean, we we had some issues with aqua planning, and then was in Daytona on the banking. Aqua planning on the banking with full spray until here you couldn't see, and it was, I was. I remember that year. I was. Uh, I wasn't oft scared in the car, but at that point I was shitting my pants because if in front of me they would have all stand still and crashed, I would have just drove into them at two fifty. Yeah, things with aqua planning I also get. And it was I don't the first race when Emily was born. I don't know if that had something to do with it. Yeah, yeah. but you were. Yeah, he came out of the car. It was. It was not good. I remember the year. Like, fuck, we were leading, and then in the last two laps, because of what uh, my teammate aqua planed in turn one, yeah. and we lost the race. We came finish second. It was GTD? Yeah, GTD. Yeah. I remember that year because we uh, we saw yeah. each other on the podium. Oh, yeah, true. No, but yeah, to answer to your question, I think it's better to be teammate with him than against him. Why is that? I think. Why? Yeah, I think uh, I raced one <laughs> time with you on track, mate. It was... Uh, <laughs> ah, on track. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, no, but I'm saying like on track uh, action. It's better to have, I mean, I guess it's better to have you in the car than... Against. Yeah, but I found a great way to deal with it. <laughs> you just you just make like a choice. Either you go off yourself or you take me out. And he chose to go off himself, so... <laughs> We, I banged doors with both of you pretty much yeah that's true yeah true. in both cases it went <laughs> <all> <laughs> <my> <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> oh, we'll come to that yeah. later. But. <laughs> oh. Did he ever pee in the seat when you when you were driving together? I think or Earl? No, no, Earl doesn't pee in the seat. No, Earl no? doesn't pee in the seat. I haven't I, done that in a while. No. I would not get in. I mean, I told him if you pee in the seat, I'm gonna punch you. I'm, I just open no the way. door and I just I close the door again. There's no way I'm gonna gonna sit in this pee. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> just weird, like tempers. Yeah, um, so guys does it. Do. Exactly. exactly. No, perfect. I haven't had a problem in a while now. Hey, you know what to do next month, huh? If you pin the seat, you're done. <laughs> <laughs> There's one stint to go and we're leading and you're getting in. You're definitely getting in. <laughs> Good luck with your surprise. <laughs> He's like, yeah, shit. <laughs> yeah, well, Maxime does it well, eh? the f- with his diapers. Yeah, you yeah. show me a picture of it. Yeah, I showed you. <laughs> <laughs> I probably yeah. have him on the show explain that <laughs> he uh, yeah he does but does it exist for grown up people yeah, yeah. I mean yeah, older people they, when they can't control their shit and their pee then <laughs> they have to yeah but if I pee in the car it's because I really need to pee and it's not like two drops yeah but the thing as well is I don't still I ask him a lot of times how does he do it and he's like yeah sometimes on the straight and then sometimes when I'm on the other straight just a little bit you know and then I can yeah. only do it on the safety car but how do you I pee with how much you sweat how do you end up peeing with all, all, all your sweat, mate? I'm sweating less lately, and I also have less uh, issue to okay. have to pee. It was like one or two years. Maybe okay. it's my yeah. for my people diet. for people who doesn't know. Uh, Lawrence is sweating a lot in the race car. Yeah, like, so. but also less lately. No, in the past I would have come out and you thought I peed in the seat, but it was just me sweating. I mean, I've just seen you in Atlanta, and I was not there when you came out of the car, so I don't know. How many how many sets of underwear you use for for race weekend? Just one. <laughs> so you're like Felipe. No, but I like use two. I don't use often one, a lot. two. Like the the pants and the socks I use two days, but the top I change. Honestly, I Every don't sweat that much anymore. Ah, I thought you come out and would be like you could like no. In the past, yes, but that's that's changed. Funny enough, since I. Found so a way to, to do with my diet. Ah. I think it's, I don't know if it's correlated. So now you have brown stripes in your underwear every time. I'm going to check that. Huh? <laughs> what so is let's speak about Daytona. <laughs> Tell me what you want to know. Let, how, let, how, let's, let's, let's ask the, the, the stories first. How did yeah. you experience it and how he experienced it? Um... I think if I, I think if I'm not wrong, we were leading like with three or two hours to go, and at the last pit pit stop, you guys jumped us for what reason I don't know. With two hours to go, we jumped you. Yeah, and then um, we were. I think we were both clear of the field in terms of, of pace, so it was pretty much. Between us, but I think at least I was confident that I had the pace to win, but it was very close. But obviously I was behind you. And um, I think at the beginning I was relatively calm, but I wanted to get to it pretty quickly because to try and and be in front and, 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 you know, have a try and get together, be safe. Um, But obviously that was not so easy. Um, I think I think we were good on the infield, yeah, and you were good on the straights, um, which made it difficult to to get by. 
And then I think the, yeah, like you saw on TV, the, I tried a couple of times on a normal way, but I mean, you obviously knew what you were doing with defending. So at one point it was like, okay, I need to start to be a bit more <laughs> aggressive. <laughs> and then, he, then he forgot the rule number one at Porsche. This is the point where he said, okay, the rules, <laughs> we put it back. We discussed this after the race. Yeah, I, I, I did like one or two slowly, like Love that. feeling how it was. Mm. Nothing was coming back. So like, and then it, it always increased increased more and more until, yeah, every lap. I mean, you were defending, you know how to do it. You know how to defend. And yeah, I was trying to find a way. And then uh, that went for... One hour, yeah, one hour, one twenty, yeah, I think, yeah, um, until eventually, um, I don't know if you can say that. I don't know if you made a mistake or, or not, but I, I got him on the exit of one, and I was clear. It was with two laps to go, I think. Yeah, I had no radio at that point, so I didn't know how many yeah. laps was left. <laughs> two laps to go, and um, then I had a little jump, and I was like, "Fuck, this is good. Stay where you are," and. I didn't do the best stop, the best I've done. It was average. And then you were back at me at the straight, and then it was one lap to go, and you obviously returned me all the favors in uh, <laughs> turn three. And then whatever, what happened after turn three for me, I, I went through my head like a million times. Whatever. Yeah, I, you keep going. Yeah, like, I know what you mean. There's a thousand different scenarios what you and could have done and blah 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 in the end i should have i tried to cut back or be smart in six but you you figure out what i was gonna try to do should have just hit you again there and and then yeah. i would be on the inside and it would have been clear and then going into the bus stop to be honest i know there was a five percent chance of that working out but fucking hell what do you want to do yeah, i, I rather i rather had did this than stay behind <laughs> and and I finished second. Yeah, or you had a very good. You waited a bit and then go for the second run. No, but it didn't work. We, we at least we didn't have even a good toe. It wasn't possible for me to overtake on the straight. I think yeah. you guys were probably trimmed down a and little I bit think more I, than us, I and we really were good on the infield. Also, yeah. looking back at the video, I think I had pretty good exits also of the bus stop because, like, I was going in quick, but then I was kind of overstopping to always make sure I have, I have no. tried to have a good run for the exit because I knew okay. If, exit well for sure for him will be tough and i know the Porsche. so at some point you have aero wash and it's like yeah. it's it's not well. easy and you try to play with your with your tools and then yeah from my perspective it was for sure um i knew when we jumped him in the pits with two hours to go that yeah even if i knew we're pretty maybe pretty even on pace if they had maybe small advantage i prefer to stay ahead I said I prefer to be in front and control and defend and maybe give him track position and be behind and stay in the toe. Um, so I tried to defend pretty early and I said, okay, I prefer to always stay ahead and control what's happening than be behind. Uh, and then, yeah, I quickly, or at some point I realized, okay, he takes the rule book, <laughs> he put it in the bin um, and uh, he starts to eat me a little bit. And then, uh, yeah, I tried to defend as much as I could and... Um, I had no radio, so obviously I didn't know it was the last lap because I asked the team to switch off everything. The radio? Yeah, the radio uh, in the last 
last 10 laps I think or, some, or something because the spotter was speaking <laughs> and you told the spotter to fuck off yeah I, to, I told the spotter to fuck off at some point in the radio Steve because uh, he was uh, thinking yeah prepare your exits and this and that and I told him fuck off basically and mate it's one hour I'm defending it's like I know what I'm doing it's like don't need you to always speak and then the engineer and whatever and I, in the end at that point I was ready to do anything try to win the race and crash the team also and I was like, okay, yeah, fuck it, just leave me alone. And the problem is, yeah, I just didn't know what were the laps and they didn't even tell me it was the last lap or anything. So I just knew we were pretty close because I look, you know, the the the, the number of laps in the car, you know, you have yeah. the counter and I saw like 427 or whatever the number was. And when you passed me, I looked the number again. I was like, we must be close <laughs> to the end. <laughs> <laughs> So I was like, okay, for sure, uh, mentally it was not easy, honestly. If, if I look back, it's like the feeling you had when I passed you in turn three, I had this feeling when you passed me, I was like, fuck, I don't know how close we are, but maybe now it's it's done. So for this this one second, you know, on this straight uh, out of turn three, going to turn five, I was like, fuck, 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 cannot lose now, now. Kind of it was. It, I get goosebumps thinking about it, but yeah. I also have no problem to admit that after finish light, I, I cried like a baby for half an hour. Because it was, it was, it was yeah. so, so much intense. tension. Yeah, so much tension. For one and a half hour, it was yeah. not just five laps. Yeah, and, and people didn't see everything on TV, but it was really, really, really intense. And, uh, and I was I screaming on the straight sometimes in your slips. You're like, ah, come on, come on. Like, <laughs> just one and, K more. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and in the end, we gave one, I think, one of the best fights. It in, was the uh, best racing of Daytona I've seen. In, uh, uh, of GT racing. GT Daytona racing in the really last five towards, years. Towards the end, you know, so... Uh, I think we did a pretty good job there and for this you need to be two drivers and yeah. which give rooms and respect which was fully on edge for sure uh, and in the end yeah it worked out for me and when he passed me I just okay I tried to do best best I could and came back and then I put him under pressure and uh, I saw a small gap in turn three kind of a gap wow <laughs> you made, you made yeah, your gap enough. yeah I mean uh, US time you know so yeah, it's yeah, like it's okay. I saw kind of a gap and I said fuck he eat me for one and a half hours so <laughs> if I have to eat him once you know I will eat him proper yeah so well, I have no problem with that <laughs> so uh, and then I realized it was the last lap when I crossed the line so yeah I passed him there then we arrived to the bus stop okay I knew this is gonna go wrong I pretty much knew but I was ready to go off and crash with you pretty much then <laughs> Yeah. And I knew you were in the same, in thinking yeah. the same, because I knew also racing together in Daytona and knowing you for years, how much you wanted to win this race. Yeah. Um, and I also wanted to win badly this race and, and get the watch. And um, so, yeah, I think we were both ready to, to do anything for it. So coming into that, that chicane, I just didn't know it was the last lap at that point. I just know it was pretty close. Maybe it was one or two more. Or it was it was the one. So I was like, yeah, fuck, he's not passing me on the outside. There's no way. If he, if he does this, then I stop racing. So I was like, no, this is not going to happen. And yeah. It was well, funny afterwards, or funny, we say funny, because there there is the rule book the code line or whatever it's called that you know Porsche drivers not allowed to touch each other and and codex that's what it's called. but obviously this was different because it was customer racing and you had two teams paying a pretty big bill yeah. and they both said from we don't care we just want to win the race it's all or nothing and that kind of <laughs> took an extreme but anyway after the race i remember uh Sebastian Golds and it was was it Thomas Laudenbach already at that point uh, yes, but he wasn't on site. Yeah. 
or all the bosses, they like pretty much wanted to give us like a lot of shit. Yeah. But they couldn't because <laughs> no. everybody was celebrating yeah. it so much and it was so much on TV and it was so great. They were like, you're not allowed to do this, but yeah, anyway, it was cool. But <laughs> just something like, but if it would have gone wrong, yeah, the last exactly. game, oh, if yeah. I would have won, we would have been Exactly. <laughs> now we laugh about it because at the end of the day, a Porsche won. So the yeah, brand yeah. Is, is happy and... If this and, and they got good coverage afterwards. Oh, yeah. It's like I think they said the coverage or the views of of this last lap and the fights was more than Le Mans for for them for the race. So with uh, all the views good. and activities around it, so it was actually a good marketing tool because it went everywhere. But yeah, now because we won, one of us won the race. If yeah. we were giving the the race to I think Ferrari was P three, it would have been a different story. Then we would have been in trouble. I think. Yeah, <laughs> I think maybe we would not be sitting here. <laughs> Maybe no, not that yeah. bad, but not close. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but it was really great. The best racing I've seen in uh, in a lot. I mean, in GT racing for me. I mean, it was really on the limit of fa of like fighting and uh, like the limit of the rule book. But yeah, that's where the rule. I mean, and that's a nice thing about racing in, the, in America. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, I mean, it's it's nice to race like this. I am happy I wasn't in the car. <laughs> It probably you also would have ended differently, I think. <laughs> you would have taken me out, I'm pretty sure. No, no, I would have also raced fair, but hard, yeah. I would have probably pushed you, if it were, I knew it was last lap, I wouldn't have waited until the bus stop, I think. But it's, got so <laughs> quick. it's difficult to say. It's like, yeah, yeah. it splits. I mean, he still pushed me, I think, turn five, turn six. He still pushed me. You just break that uh, 200 board yeah, just to, just, to catch just, it. I just make sure I break early and 120 bar and full ABS <laughs> to anticipate the hit, you know, because <laughs> I knew it's going to come, you know. So. Oh, yeah, but it was very yeah. nice. Very nice. What is Probably. left on your career wish after Daytona and... Uh, many things. Uh, many things. You know, I'm not very lucky, I would say, in endurance racing. Well, uh, you got, you got lucky. <laughs> It's like, uh, yeah, I'm struggling to finish a race usually, which is six hours or more. <laughs> so, and I'm not crashing very often. I'm not doing very often stupid shit, but um, I have a tendency of car breaking down, teammates crashing and stuff like this. So, yeah, I still for sure want to to achieve Le Mans, which is the main goal, I think, for mm. all of us. And as a French driver, you know, that's the that's the biggest dream and that's the one I started to to watch yeah sports car and so on was I knew only Le Mans when I was yeah. younger so obviously that's the one um, and then yeah my my second biggest wish is for sure Nürburgring because that's the race I respect yeah. the most mm. um, and then for sure Spa the big the big 24 hours races but that's not something um, if it happens it happens if it doesn't happen yeah. it changes nothing to my life at the end of the day it's like Nürburgring and Le Mans is really really a target with Daytona that's the three main where I say okay I would, would like to achieve this overall because um, Daytona was a class win so I really would like to, yeah, to, to win, win all these three have a shot and, and try to win them overall uh, I think you should start with Daytona mm. overall and then Le Mans in a couple of years yeah that's all right. I mean, I don't go to Le Mans next year, so I, uh, I don't do WC, so I can only have Daytona next year. So and you're yeah. with me, so let's yeah. let's try to have Daytona. This would be this would be cool. But and then you just can pay me back for the one you took yeah, from me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, then championships. It's like just win races and win yeah. championships, and at the end of the day, try to have fun. Um, you need to enjoy what you do. As long as you enjoy, you know, I will not 
you know, uh, no. think, uh, think around and, and, and look at, at my career in 10 years or 20 years. Oh, I should have done this or win that, whatever, as long as I have fun and, and uh, I can do what I love. At the end of the day, my dream was to be a professional racing driver. You know, I never really dreamed of, uh, yeah, I'm going to go F1 and this and that. I knew from the start it's going to be almost impossible and stuff like this. So as long as I live from what I love doing and I enjoy the racing I do, that's fine. It's the most in the end, I, I don't need to have a... It's nice uh, if you're in a room like this with a lot of trophies, but it's not something that uh, I really try to chase or I care. In the end, at the end of the day, I don't, I don't really care. I don't even keep trophies. I just know if I even know I win, I win. Like I watch, I'm a watch guy, so <laughs> try to win watches. That brings mm. me more, a lot more. Uh, the, the rest, I don't really care. As long as I drive, I have fun, win races. And that's the most important. As that, long as you still enjoy all yeah. doing all of it, then... If you don't enjoy anymore, that's also for me, I think, a, a moment where I then have to start to think, if, if I come to a racetrack and I don't enjoy anymore doing it, then I should ask myself. That's, all that's for me, at least. It's all a mindset, huh? how, you, how you put it in your mind yourself. Yeah, but that's, yeah. The, the question how you view it. And, but yeah, it's a fair, it's a fair um, wish list, let's say like that. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. One thing I think, according to according to Lawrence, <laughs> according to Lawrence, I think what I wanted to say is, Dries and yourself, I think have a more similar approach to racing, working compared to, for example, uh, René Rast or myself, if you want to categorize it. Um, it's always interesting to de debate that. I think yeah. how do you how do you have it from your point of view? I may be more in between you two. I never work with you, but I feel like maybe it's the extreme. Um, but yeah, I, I, I know you are a very hard worker. Um, you spend a lot of time on looking at every details and data and stuff like this. And um, I feel like I've been there in the past, in my younger years. Uh, when I started from La Force single seater, and I just realized as well that that's not the way I enjoy racing. Mm -hmm. And then you start to question everything you do. And for me, bringing questions into the equation of performance driving and whatever, I believe doesn't bring me really performance. As long as I do, let's say the minimum for sure. I'd look at data. I look at some things, but I'm always confident on, on what I, what I'm doing, let's say. And I always trust what I'm doing. And only if I can see I really do wrong when I'm really off, I really start to get into it. But otherwise, if I just start looking at data for hours, I just start overthinking in the car. And then I just don't drive natural with my feeling. Yeah. And I know if I don't drive natural with my feeling, I will go slow. So at the end of the day, it's like a work balance thing you need to find out. And I think also with age and experience, you, you, you kind of find a way, your way to go. And we are in a sport. I feel like motorsport is for everybody different. You know, it's not yeah. that you need to train uh, 16 hours a day, like a swimmer or stuff like this. Otherwise you won't perform at the racetrack. Um, so I'm always, yeah, I'm always, let's say on the relaxed side, um, I always want to do the best. Um, and I feel like I still put pressure 
or want things around me to work in the end my teammate and the team and the car and everything because in the end that's the pressure mm. even if I'm always relaxed I put always a lot of pressure on myself and my shoulders because I always want to perform and want to do good and I just don't want to do mistakes and, and do and do fuck ups so if I don't want to do me to do fuck ups I don't want the people around me to do fuck ups that's why it's yeah. sometimes pissing me off me, I, when my teammates <laughs> crash and stuff like this because it's like Mate, it's it's just so many times not necessary and like stupid and and, and it's just pissing me off now over the years because I never finished Nürburgring 24 I barely finish uh, Spa and every year there is something because one guy does something stupid so it's like fuck it (laughs) (laughs) at some point it's um, it's annoying so um, even if maybe I look pretty relaxed I'm relaxed but no but we spoke about it yesterday everybody has his own way and I know I mean, we joke about it. It's not that Therese is, is lazy and, and not doing anything yeah, and, and, and drinking beer. He just has a more relaxed... <laughs> like, I'm for once, trying to help him. And then you're like, no. <laughs> no, but um, everybody has his own approach. And you have your way to be focused. You have your no. way to be focused. And I have my way to, to yeah, be yeah, focused yeah, and exactly. feel confident. But to be honest, what I just said, I, I, I hear... I, feel and I hear a lot of things that I do myself like I am for sure also very relaxed I'm not watching data um, 24-7 I I watch my I watch stuff when I really feel like I'm on the back foot and then I know I have to work Um, but I I fully agree and I'm also now when I'm getting older when I just started GT racing I was shit and well I could do something on a lap but I could never put it Mm. together for let's say a year in a row and then next year was better and then from there on the the ball started to roll and but now that i'm getting i I mean i the the years of 2018 19 20 you know i really enjoyed i mean it was actually quite successful we did a lot of good stuff we won a lot of good races um but now that i'm getting older i feel like i'm more getting into this I also want to do it myself. Like I, I bought a, <laughs> a special uh, laptop to to watch all the datas and videos and stuff to to all do it because I, to be honest, <laughs> I never had the program on my laptop to watch it. Um, because I also feel like I want to. I yeah. it, I feel like I'm. I don't know why or how it's happening, but and also yeah. that the people around me. Then, for example, my, Charles, the teammate, he's always late and he's always uh, a bit of on. Oh, probably looking at me from like the years of 18 to 20 mm. on the lazy side and now telling him like hey come on fuck off uh, let's I mean, go do something uh, let's go check and do make sure everything is ready like I said everybody has his own way to to do what he thinks is right and for sure it's probably a little bit less stressful yeah. <laughs> uh, in the way you guys approach it but it has pros and cons I think if you if you're the one who shows up on time and you're the one who's there with the data and you're the one who's watching the videos and watching your food without saying it, you also push your team and your teammates because if I, I mean, that's the way I am. If I see you watching data for five hours, like, fuck, he's doing a lot. I should also like see that I have my stuff sorted out. I mean, unconsciously you, you push your, your, your team forward in the way less, some less, some more. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. Everybody has his yeah. His way we spoke about in the last episode, the mm. Q and A, um, and it's it's just I think it's interesting for for people to to understand how how different you can be, and in the end achieve a similar similar yeah, uh, similar result. Yeah, similar result performance. Yeah. 
Everybody does it their own way. Yeah. yeah. Did you already propose to your girlfriend? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> are, you, are you planning to getting married soon or? Uh, How long are you together already? Does she watch nine, the podcast? Nine, nine does she, does nine she years. know the podcast? Nine, nine years? Yeah, nine years. Yeah. Fuck. Next exactly. year is 10 years. So. Well, that comes after nine, huh? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I never know. I mean, depends how, what soon means for you. How soon? Yeah, no, I mean, uh, you can't. You can't put a date yeah, on it. Uh, yeah, it comes exactly. You, you cannot put a date. It needs to be. It needs to be uh, natural, natural, and it needs to to come up. Um, <laughs> I feel like you know, with the life I'm living currently, it's not easy uh, coming to this new project with the with the nine six three. Many days out of home, and I'm also planning to moving out and do some other stuff on the side. So, um, I mean. Planning a wedding and stuff like this is maybe not top priority, but let's say that's for, for sure them. That's for them to organize. Yeah, but <laughs> let's say, let's say it's still uh, it's on the it's on the back of my mind if I'm if I'm really honest. But it's still not. Uh, what about you? How long are you together? Not so long, two years. But, uh, but it's I mean it's going well. I mean we are happy, so I can see. Doesn't. I heard the rumor that you bought a ring. What? No. No, Ooh, really not. It's no. Getting, it's getting oh, but serious. I heard that rumor a year ago. Oh, it's getting serious. Ah, no. I mean, why would I buy a year a, a ring when I'm one year together? I don't know. I mean, I can better put stupid on my face, eh? <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> no, but no. we are happy. It's all going well. Let's see. It comes with how long natural were, time. How long were we together when I proposed? And she saw it was very late. You can put the mic on. Seven years. Seven years. Oh, <laughs> I thought it was earlier. That's about when she started speaking about it. Yeah. Ah, okay. So you were three years in. Uh, four years in. And then I had a three year. But I can still hear that today that I waited three years until the actual <laughs> marriage. <laughs> yeah. So. There's another rumor. Apparently, I don't know why, but I, I this came back twice. You cooked the best carbonara in the world. That's true. Yeah. No, not in the world, but. I'm a good carbonara maker. Can you make something can later say. after I'm you hungry? Can, in Daytona, we are in the motorhome. Ah, okay, I'll come back. Gonna make yeah, I come back. The, the, the problem is in US to find the right ingredients. Well, for carbonara, you don't need a lot. Of yeah, but you need the good pecorino and you good the, the good guanciale and you need good pasta. You give and me you the, the, the ingredients and yeah, I will yeah. go and find yeah. them. Yeah, I know you can do that. Oh, so I'll find, even I know, take on them. This, on this, we are lined with like good food. So <laughs> I can make okay. good carbonara. I don't know how he survives with Nick Tandy all year. Yeah, that's the problem. He doesn't eat or what? No, he eats, but the, the pro Nick, his dinner is wings and beer or Mexican and beer. And that's pretty much I it. Mean, we are lying on the drink at least. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, with Nick, it's difficult uh, to bring him to, to a steak place or nice Italian or whatever. Yes, yeah. it's not, uh, it's not easy. <laughs> I feel like the, it's always a trade. Like, okay, Nick, I'll go with you once to the Mexican, no wings. Cause, and then you go with us once to the good food place. And then you still have to like... <laughs> Yeah, and that's actually what we do. We, it's always trading. It's like yeah. one day is Mexican, and then the second day we try to mix, and then the third day, okay, we do okay, okay, food, nice food. <laughs> so, but you will have some troubles with us in uh, in Daytona, I think, for two weeks. Yeah, but it's he not brings his be own easy food. For you. He comes. His, he bought a second suitcase to put all his bags of food in. No, in America, nowhere to buy them. Oh yeah, yeah. Are you gonna cook in the motorhome? In the race, yes. You're gonna sleep in the motorhome. No, because Jacqueline and Emily are coming. 
Okay. But in the race, yeah, but not doing. Yeah, yeah, but it's good. Otherwise, no, I would have tell you it's not gonna happen. <laughs> Sleeping during the week, I tell you. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, we have to share it with four of us. So. Yeah, exactly. That's why. Um, one last thing I have. Uh, it wasn't on the list. It's um, remember twenty eighteen. Yeah. You did La- a great job there. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm still waiting for the. Uh, refiling like the bank transfer or like the bank transfer no 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 just I thought it was a beer which I paid you already when uh, somewhere we already had beer somewhere for sure ah yeah yeah for well, the people ex- which yeah, yeah for the people which so for, for the, the people yeah, which doesn't know expl- explain so uh, Dries what know, you did for me they know so they they so I was second and I went in turn one and I I went to cut cuts yeah, <laughs> yeah, we spoke about in the last. Yeah, exactly. So I had uh, made a mistake and uh, I, had I took him out. Them. Yeah, I brake pedal went wrong. Oh, yeah, this was happened air. to his ABS cars, you know. This was air in the in the pipe. Yeah, it happens. You know? <laughs> yeah, it was a it, it was a bad bleed. It was <laughs> a bad like, bleed. What, uh, what you can do <laughs> when pedal goes long and you don't stop? I mean, at the end of the day, your no, pedal goes stiff. Really, really serious, it really was like I'm not joking. I for sure brake late, too late, probably. <laughs> But I swear, when I hit the pedal, it went yeah, when long. When your wheels in the air on the curb, you're for sure the pedal. No. <laughs> no, but you did a great job. I had the start. I passed through the mess. But was that the sole reason? Without that, you would not have won. Uh, would have been on. Would have been tough. It was. It was on edge in the race because yeah. we had three cars super close. So, but yeah, the problem is, I was starting P eight mm-hmm. or P nine, and he was he was starting P one. And you had to finish in front of him. Uh, not sure. Not sure actually. I think we were pretty equal on, or maybe we were just in. We were in front on points because we won or finished second the day before. We were in front on points, but we were behind. So if he was winning the race, finishing P8, I was losing the championship. Need to be like somewhere around it. But you solved the problem. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, one more last question. We said because you did the drive to come here, uh, the weather is pretty shit. That we would take you out for lunch. Yeah. The question is: Do you want uh, <laughs> a homemade Larry acai bowl, or you want to go out in the city and have some brunch? But you want to ask it in the podcast? Yeah. Well, it's happening. Yeah. Already. Ah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is the brunch good in in town? You never been. There. Depends where you want to go. Well, the hustle. This shit. That's the only thing I miss in hustle. There's not nice brunch okay. place. Is the acai bowl from Lawrence good? I won't ask you. I never tried you are, you the acai, his no? acai bowl. Okay. Well, the, the brunch place has like pancakes, banana bread, acai bowl, yogurt. Do they have Nutella? They have Nutella pancakes. Okay. Yeah. You can think about it for 10 minutes. Yeah, okay. We'll see. <laughs> I want good acai bowls in US. Daytona is not amazing. I need to be on a diet for Daytona. It's a bit <laughs> so, late, huh? It's in three weeks. Yeah, but it's okay. I start on the 17th. Just don't eat for a week. There. I do the same. Just don't eat for yeah, a few exactly. days and then yeah, I just fine. eat with you for a week. That's very smart. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I do this sometimes. When I feel like I need to go one kilo no. down, I don't eat for two days and then I'm there. Big Brother will educate you again one more time. It's better to have it like I've, I'm already on my <laughs> weight. I was like a painful two, three weeks, but I'm there now. And you did now, what? I'm already lost my weight, what I had over the winter. And now the weeks before the race, I can train normal, eat normal, and have good energy. And if you're not going to eat a week before a 24-hour race, it's not really well. And then I just eat a Snickers before I go in, and I have the sugar and the chocolate. And I, I, I tried. So <laughs> I tried. I'm still on a diet. I still need to be on a diet. You know, holidays have been good, and uh, Christmas, New Year, 
Yeah, so um, it's coming. So already had it. Put some weight in. I are you still left to are. do Christmas or? No, like New Year still. <laughs> Dinner, you know, good food. Ah, yeah, good we food and drinks do coming. You don't do this? No. Okay, I'll celebrate for you. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, Mathieu, for coming. Thanks thank, a lot. Thank it you, was guys. A pleasure. It was uh, a pleasure. Yeah. I see you in. Send the fueling bill to Lawrence. What? You can make, you can maybe invoice it to Porsche. Media day. Media day. Media day. We didn't talk about my price to come here. I said, yeah, I come because you asked me, but it's going to yeah, cost you, you some money. You get an Osebo for free. That's, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, I tell you. And you already had a sacred coffee. So we know who's going to take old tires and do triples in the <laughs> night in Daytona. Yeah, well, I'm third or even fourth driver. Anyway, so. <laughs> it's all right. I like the night. It's fine. And we'll all be on shitty tires anyway. <laughs> no, thanks for coming. Thanks and, a lot. Uh, yeah. That was a nice talk and uh, I'll try to follow more the podcast from now on. Yeah. So, you have to follow uh, every episode. Yeah. Before. Try to follow. All right. Kevin but, has the highest amount of listens views now. So let's see. Let's see. It's a French, French colleague. Yes. I'm not sure that's... Maybe that's if you put the French flag <laughs> on the bag, it, it helps when you put the French flag on it. Yeah, maybe. You know, French are specials. <laughs> In every way, in, in every way. So, <laughs> uh, all right, guys. DJ, music. thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs>